welcome to Knights of Roleplay, an adventuring podcast. This is an actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Royalty-free music provided by Kevin McLeod, Michael Gelfie Studios, Plate Mill Games, and Tabletop Audio. And now, to adventure. Hello, listeners. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Nights of Roleplay. I am DM Chris, and we are playing over uh, Zoom, uh, which is a little bummer because this is the first time we've actually played together in five months. Uh, while we released the Candlekeep uh, Mysteries episodes and a couple other special episodes, um, we we're on hiatus because uh, Kate and I, we now have a beautiful, wonderful, amazing little baby boy five-month-old Sebastian to go along with our three-year-old daughter Liliana. We are uh, super excited to be back playing and we have an adventure today from DM Greg who is running us through an adventure from the Wizards of the Coast book Journeys Through the Radiant Citadel. So I will turn it over to Greg for this adventure. So go ahead Greg. All right uh, thank you so much DM Chris for the introduction, and let's go ahead and have everyone introduce themselves. Tell us a little bit about your race, your character, and who you're playing. And I'm going to start with our lovely Kate, who's okay. playing Calixia. Calixa. So I'm playing Calixa Alibron. Uh, she is a Hexblood Twilight cleric. Um, she was originally an elf, but uh, she had a a deadly illness as a child her parents ended up making a bargain with a more um surprisingly altruistic hag to fix to cure the disease even though they were warned that it would have consequences if they did so uh they made that deal anyway so Kalexa became part hag which is what a hex blood is and basically um they physically change when that happens so she has a a, a crown of twigs like a witch's crown that is actually like growing out of her skull uh, her eyes turned all glowy red golden color her hair changed and elf society wasn't a fan of that so her parents got imprisoned and she was going to be killed but uh, luckily the, the hag who cured her in the first place secreted her away and because she was not your typical hag uh, she actually learned a lot of the arts about healing people which is why she's a twilight cleric but she's kind of a little dark and spooky and weird so I think she's going to be fun. You finally right. get to call you a hag! Right? <laughs> this is too creepy for me. we got to kick her from the party. <laughs> uh, all right. And Jim, tell us about you. All right. Well, I'm John, and I am playing Jim. So, Jim uh, <laughs> is Jim. I'm playing That's Jim. That's the most regular name I've ever heard come out of your mouth, besides your own. <laughs> John's playing Jim. Yeah. Perhaps too regular, but that does not mean there won't be any shenanigans in play. <laughs> well, that's that's actually kind of part of part and part of the uh, envision I have for the character. He's just a normal guy. He's a human barbarian, um, mostly a barbarian for because of historical reasons. Uh, he's actually a uh, wild, like a wild magic barbarian, <laughs> which is going to create a little bit of chaos, I'm hoping. Well, <laughs> and the truth no. comes out. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, uh, thanks. Uh, has to be something. Has to be wow, some element John. of chaos. Right? Is he a shorty? 
Yes. Wow. No, he's not. He's just a human. He's he's actually he is a big human. He's a big barbarian human. And as is a very is a simple guy, you know, born of simple, uh, born on a simple farm, and then got into a bit of a tussle with some nobles, and now he's got a bounty on his head, and he's out adventuring just to make a living. <laughs> oh, sounds interesting. For some reason, I just had a mental image of John running around with paper towels on his head. <laughs> uh, DM Chris. Oh. <laughs> hey, uh, sorry, real quick. I'm gonna cut. Greg, did you want us to reveal why our characters had some bad you? events that let us... Okay, alright, never mind. DM Chris, please uh, gloss us with your character. Okay. Uh, I am playing... Uh, Charlie from the 1984 film Firestarter. Hot. Uh, she is she is 20 years old now, and uh, and it's so hot. <laughs> I just said hot. <laughs> uh, her her race is human. Her species is human. And Charlie's parents were part of an experiment conducted by a group called the Shop, who administered an experimental compound called Bot Six to Charlie's parents, designed to give them psychic powers, and it worked. So Charlie's parents got psychic powers, and Charlie got psychic powers. And the class I'm playing is called uh, The Talent, which is from a book from MCDM Productions called The Talent and Psionics, because Psionics is very uh, underrepresented in 5th edition. So uh, here, here. I'm playing the, um, the power kinetic specialization of uh, The Talent as Charlie. Okay. Is that it? That's it. Okay. And uh, Jazzy Sa... Graces with the character as well. Jazzy Sa. I am Jazzy, and I will be playing the character of Fiora Everglade. She is a human paladin. Um, <clears throat> she has an ancestry that was very into rune carving, so she has been studying rune carving as well her entire life, as well as. Uh, doing her studies of her oath. Um, but through that rune carving, she actually came across some interesting things in her recent path. So she has some pretty interesting uh, stories to tell along the way as to how she became who she is today. Entertainment for the uh, long nights around the campfire. Right? Eyebrows. 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 Needless to say, she's a human. Okay, okay. Um, Needless to say, she has some spells that you might not think to see coming out of a paladin. So do we have three humans? Mm -hmm. Looks like it. That's unusual for us. Oh, That is really unusual for us. Three three humans and a spooky. Wow. Three humans and an elf. I might just That's kill so you normal. this time. That's so excited. I'm doing the ooh, <laughs> fingers. Okay. So thank you all for introducing your characters and telling us a little bit about you. So I am going to give you the introduction to our adventure. We're all ears. All right. You are One of us se- more than the others. <laughs> you are a seasoned group of adventurers who have spent a little bit of time journeying, but not necessarily together. You are familiar with each other, who you see in front of you, 
having heard unconfirmed stories about the exploits of each other, and you may even know firsthand some of the things that have been done. You are all gathered together, brought here at the request of your mutual benefactor. There is a curious energy in the air that you feel as people hurriedly walk through areas around you. This tree-lined street has small shops that are located along a cobblestone roadway that stretches far into the distance. You are looking at the symbol on your envelopes as you notice the door you are standing in front of also has the same symbol on its sign. You all find yourselves in a strange room. When you look around, if you choose to do so, their room is dimly lit. There doesn't appear to be any windows that you can see, but there seems to be enough light that you notice the walls are covered with a series of mysterious characters that repeat over and over. Do you want to investigate any further? Nah, that's probably that's an ale. Um, I adventure. Uh, we're, waiting, we're waiting to meet our back benefactor. Who's that? Yes. Symbols, you say. Weird little symbols. Um. I I have no freaking arcana. What am I talking about? Um, but I. You can give me a roll to see if you know what might be written on the walls. I mean, do any of them uh, have something to do with the planes? Because that's something that's Calixo's field of expertise. Ah, uh, that's as well. very very possible. Yes, okay. I will give you that. All right. So they they are they symbols of planes? Is that? There's some of that, and there's also other symbols as well. So, um, do you I, choose? I do have the spell comprehend languages. Okay. Uh, is it a type of language? It is, in a way. I, I would like to study the symbols. Okay. Give me a roll. What Please. type of roll? Give me a knowledge roll. Yes, sir. Sir, 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 sir. If I can remember where knowledge is on the sheet. <laughs> uh, knowledge would be knowledge, straight up intelligence. Is in a skill. Oh, intelligence roll. Okay. <laughs> intelligence check. Good that you're taking that, because intelligence is one of my dumb stats. <laughs> Apparently, I'm not feeling intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm so, so distracted by all the beautiful people around me that I roll a three. Okay. So it doesn't seem like you can tell anything by just looking at. Do you choose to investigate the room at all? Um, I would like, to, uh, before we get into that, um, everything look at the ruins obviously scream magic to me. So I actually have a skill magic awareness. <sighs> Oh, okay. Um, as an action, you can open your awareness to the presence of concentrated magic. Until the end of your next turn, you know the location of any spell or magic item within 60 feet of you that isn't behind total cover. When you sense a spell, you learn what school of magic it belongs to. Okay. So I would like to attempt to make use of that. Okay. I basically, will... it just basically it's kind of like a one round. Uh, detect magic. <laughs> okay. Um, as you look, there is a table in the center of the room that has um, a glow to it. Uh, do I have a magic school of that? For that? Um, I'm going to leave that for now. So undetermined. 
Yes. Okay. Which is which is a totally valid. It, they can be magical effects that are not bound to any particular school. Uh, so do uh, you choose to approach the table? Uh, uh, there's something weird about that table. Yeah. Can can we investigate? Can we do an investigation check? I yes. don't know if I want to go near that table. I step my... right up and start investigating. Okay. Uh, so Calixa reaches out and touches. It. Who, who's investigating? I will. Uh, Chris, Jazzy. Sure. Uh, you you okay, both can in help. Yeah. Can we do it with advantage? Can Can I give Sarah? Uh, yes, that's fine. Okay. So I reach out and touch Fiora and I say, "Here, let me help you, friend." And uh, guidance. So guidance okay. and help. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. So with advantage, it was a 15, and advantage is a T4, right? Uh, guidance. By guidance, that's what I mean. Yep, yep. Uh, plus the guidance makes it a 17. Okay, so that is good enough. Uh, you do notice, loan on the table, there's a box that has the initials J-R-A with a red dragon embossed on it. Tra. That's not a name I've ever heard of. Uh, what kind of god is that? Dra. J-R-A. Is that Dra. on the letter that we received? Yes. Oh. All right. Well, this is at least who we're here supposed to be to be. Or at least um, I will say this. You think there is something familiar about the initials. You feel like you've either seen them or know of the individual. Okay. Well, apparently, I don't. Have we, have we read these letters, Greg? Or, or I mean, the, the letters brought us here, right? The invitation brought you there. The letters you have not seen them yet. So, do you choose to open the box and see what's in it? Open the box. Uh, what's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> okay. So, if you open the box, there are letters in there addressed to each of you. Okay. okay. Gotcha. There we go. Uh, well, I guess I'll read my letter. Okay. Yeah, so a puff of smoke that changes from white to red, then you hear a disembodied voice that speaks following a fuzzy image that comes together into a familiar face. I've been in this dream. It's never good. Greetings, my friends. It has been a really long time since I've laid eyes on all of you. I have been thinking such an occasion as this one we are in now would eventually come to pass. You'll meet someone you'll um, want to know when you see her. And she's a friend of mine, so be careful to treat her with utmost care. There's a lot to do and so little time to do it. You might have a lot of questions, and those questions are valid. But each of you have particular skills that might be very useful in this enterprise. I hope you won't mind if... If if I perhaps uh, take a little um, not advantage of you, but maybe ask for your talents in return for a favor that I'll explain to you later. Um, if you uh, must know, at the bottom of the uh, letter, there is a name, and that name it says Julian Immature, but most people know me as Rael. So, 
With that, you all feel a strange sensation that makes each of you feel disoriented. And before you can say or do anything, you're all gone in a flash and you feel a powerful sensation followed by a whoosh sound and flashes of light that sing you and your field of darkness, uh, field of vision into darkness where you can no longer see or feel anything. Oh, we're gone. Adventure over. So you find yourself Worst adventuring party ever. No. <laughs> First you, five find, <laughs> you find yourself when you uh come to again that you're in the town of promise and uh going on right now uh in promise is something called the Awakening Festival, which is now underway. Um, you see and hear a festive atmosphere and things going on that you might um, feel inclined to join. Um, you still don't know why uh, you happen to be in this city of promise or the town of promise, but as your benefactor has said, um, you will meet someone there who's very important, of which your services are needed. So, um, oh. what do you choose to do? Wait, dude, you tell us. I've never who? tried. Never no, mess with magic. You don't have to. He did mention a name, and he didn't say um, a last name, but he said her name is Delanor Godson. Any, did he give us any descriptions on like race, class? No, he didn't say anything else, mm-hmm. just a name. Okay. That was all he mentioned. And then he didn't even tell us the nature of what the favor was that he needed, right? No. Okay. Uh, I think We're at this point. for uh, someone named Delanor? Okay, and Greg, you're uh, so, so here. Rael, was that your character from the Point of Light game? That was. That was. Yes, yeah, so that's Rael's level. 20 uh, uh, MF sorcerer. <laughs> yes. To censor myself because. That, uh, that, that is a callback to our very first campaign, which is not, not, not a podcast campaign, but just wanted to clarify the, the, the nerdy throwback there. They all say our, but. <laughs> I uh, thought our. that that would be a wonderful way. <laughs> yeah, I think that's cool, Greg. Yeah, that's awesome. Cool. I love it. Okay, and so Rael sent us here to meet Delinar. In this town where there is the uh, Awakening Festival going. Yes. Okay. So I'm assuming we kind of know that by probably like banners or something like that. Yeah, there's banners, there's people singing, um, running is around, other dressed food stalls? up. There's food stalls. Did you, say that, did you say we worked together before? You, you worked together, but not necessarily... You know each other, but you didn't work we know together. Each other by no, reputation no, more so than anything. Correct. We were all just kind of called okay. here. Now, okay. did we start at the Radiant Citadel? Is that where we were before we got sent here? Nope, you were somewhere. I don't think we know. That's you don't else. know. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, we don't even. What's this Radiant Citadel? Why, why do we ask so many questions? Why do we always ask so many questions? <laughs> Too many questions. There's I thought a party that was to figure it out. <laughs> now, you find yourself in a strange place with a festival going on. You know, anyone looking can see that it's a festive time, but obviously, too, there's a kind of an undertone of different things going on. You hear a song playing in the background, and, you know, everyone kind of joining in 
uh, as a single entity going through uh, enjoying this uh, celebration itself. Yara's kind of going to be standing there, kind of looking around. She's uh, holding onto and kind of rubbing between her fingers the um, holy symbol that's hanging around her neck. Um, okay. Are you nervous? Can you tell? Well, you're kind of fidgety. Well, I mean, did you not just experience the same thing I did? Complete darkness and then waking up in the middle of a festival. Yeah, but it's not the first time. Really? What kind of Friday nights do you have? <laughs> well, hey, you. Sometimes you gotta live it up a little. What can I say? Hmm. <laughs> Living it up. <sighs> do you choose to interact with any of the locals? Yeah, I, I want to kind of find out what the festival's all about. Like, is it religious in some way? Like, is there well, any way to what are they celebrating exactly? Uh, roll a intelligence check. Uh, 16. Okay, good. Um, you are basically um, at a time when they're celebrating the land, and this particular community has a lot of um, misfortune, I would say, that befalls it. So this particular festival brings everyone together, and there's lots of local crafts, lots of local music, and this one particular song is um, that you keep hearing from time to time is called the Awakening Song. And what that means, um, you may not know, really. Because um, no one's really... They kind of look at you kind of like, well... Okay. I mean, obviously, the song has lyrics. Uh, do you have yeah. lyrics that... Uh... No, I don't. You know, it just the song just is. Yeah, it's okay. just something you hear in the background. Everyone's singing as they go about their business. They're okay. doing a little dance, dancing back and forth, singing <laughs> like they're enjoying themselves. Do we know how to find Eleanor? Do we have any information? On how to um, find her? we could probably you ask know around it, a bit. But you can ask around. You do notice, however, there's a a cool um, vendor that actually uh, sells an interesting doll that you can get for seven copper pieces. Mm. Are these locals kind of looking at us like, who the heck are you? Uh, The locals are spending more time at this particular booth because the dolls are really cool. (laughs) I definitely want to check out these dolls. Okay. Okay. At least ask about what the story is behind them. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I want like I really want to know like the history of this festival. Like, okay. So yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. When you go to the um, history, particular, yeah, particular booth, <laughs> you notice that the dolls that are being made actually look like the people who request them. Ooh. Okay. Interesting. Ooh. Interesting. Are they like? I, 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 and um, those those are like so popular that the line is is pretty pretty deep in terms of well, waiting I'd, for someone to to get one of these dolls. Um, I'd I'd at least like to 
ask the people in line what this what what the deal is with the dolls why they uh, uh why why they're getting a doll that looks like them uh well these particular dolls like i love they're they're one of our most known things and you know it's oh, being a local it's one of the only things that really uh kind of stands out when we have the festival so i i um that's so all you, i know really so you're just buying because because they're novelty we buy them because who, how can you um, not love a doll that looks like you like isn't this cool <laughs> yeah you got a point there yeah. are they cool well, or are they of creepy? course <laughs> <laughs> but you know Char- charlie's like, gonna I, charlie's gonna ask this person um did you did you have this commissioned uh, we just tell the person the and and they'll um, they'll go ahead and make it for us, um, you know, for the seven copper pieces. They don't look exactly like us, but they're pretty good. Um, they're pretty good approximation. Like you can see, I I have the doll in front of me, and you can, you can probably see everything that that looks like. Yeah, yes, it's a very I, good I think it's like yeah. really really cool. You know, yes, but, very cool. But I don't I don't know if I should be talking to you really long. So I, I think I'm gonna okay. go. Oh well en- enjoy the festival. It l- looks very merry. Have Thanks, fun. bye. 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 And so Well, might as well get one at least for a souvenir. You do have the option. Um, do you choose to walk around and just enjoy every- the festival and kinda get a feel for um, what the locals are like? Do you choose- I have no need for a doll that looks like me. I think it's adorable. Personally, um, but uh, if one of you would like to stay and see what the speciality, that's not a word, uh, of these dolls <laughs> is, uh, I would like to inquire more about the festivities and the why. Personally, so, I'd just rather uh, um, see if we can find this person we're supposed to talk to here, but hey, it's a party. Might as well enjoy yourselves a little bit. And I mean... The doll looks adorable. I might as well get one. <laughs> either way, I'm sure we may find a way to come across said person. Uh, let's see here. Is there a person got... at the at that card, Greg, selling the dolls who's the person who made them? Uh, yes. Um, okay. But... Uh, that person um, is so busy that they can't really speak right now. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will ask you, um, who of you have a high passive, uh, high passive wisdoms? Uh, passive perception. Passive perception or passive Alexa, insight. Alexa has fifteen. Uh, That's higher than mine, which passive is twelve. Passive wisdom. Perception. Perception. Yeah, passive perception. Yep. 15. Uh, 15 is higher than me. Minus 12, so 15 is higher. Okay. So, um, Alexia, you notice that there's a small group off to the side um, behaving strangely. And you notice, as part of the crowd begins another verse of the Awakening song, four people wearing the garb of farm folk wander into their midst. Rather than singing, these individuals stare blankly. Then they surge forward into the celebrants, raising rusty farming implements. Mm, I don't like the way that looks. Yeah, and mm. there's a problem over there. 
Is it attacking them? I'm are, going to move closer <laughs> to these people that are looking quite sus. Okay. So, do you choose to engage the, um... I'm not engaging quite yet, but my hand's definitely on the helm of, you know, the handle part, blah, 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 of my sword. Okay. (laughs) Of my sword. (laughs) So, actually, as you're getting closer to them, uh, you notice that they start attacking the the festival goers. Oh, Oh, that's, oh, that's no. not good. So not okay. uh, that is something uh, Jim would so, definitely uh, jump in on. Yeah, as, in there. <laughs> as we go to jump into that, um, uh, so Calixa puts a hand on um, Charlie's shoulder and says, "Here, this may make you faster in combat." And she's going to use her Twilight cleric ability and give her advantage on initiative rolls. Okay. Man initiative. Yep. So let's see. Are you choosing to engage these attackers? Yes, Jim uh, yeah. is. Okay, so when you engage them, you notice that their eyes swirl with crimson, resembling bloody, unshed teardrops. Oh. Oh, dear. Uh, The festival goes closest to the strange farmers, panic and flee. Okay. And only one local holds their ground. And this is a surprised woman named Aunt Deli. She clearly recognizes some of the strange farmers and tries to reason with them to no avail. Aunt Deli shouts for you not to kill the farmers, noting that they're not behaving like themselves. So, are you still engaging, noting that she asked not to attack them? Well, then who are they behaving? Not to kill them. them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we're still going to try to stop them. Yeah, we're still going to try to stop them. them. Okay. Well, I'm going to yell back real quick. Well, who are they behaving like? And what has possessed them? Uh, Problem for later. I I don't (laughs) know. They're just, they're just, I can't really tell you. I just know that they're, they're people I know and, and that no one should hurt, harm them or hurt them. Um, because okay. they're not themselves. Okay. Problem for later. Now we gotta but we gotta deal with this first. And I am attacking. Okay. With just with my fists. I am not okay. bringing out my axe. Alright, so you are roll for initiative. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Hooray. For the first person rushing in. What are we gonna do? I rolled a freaking one. Oh. <laughs> that's terrible. That is terrible. <laughs> Uh, I, I rolled a four. <laughs> I see it. <laughs> oh, man. A three. <laughs> that's a roll. Oh, that's a roll by D20. is doing six, good for me. Six with the modifier. I'm telling so you, six. man, your nights of roleplay dice are boy biased. specific. It's so, biased. It's <laughs> totally biased. So, do I go on here? Do I put your cumulative or do I put the actual roll into the encounter thing? You just put your actual roll. Okay, so yeah, so six. Yeah. Okay, so last one is Charlie. What's that? The last one is you. What's your initiative? Oh, my initiative is eighteen. Oh, okay. Okay, so do so I Gre- do? So Greg is using D and D Beyond to run an encounter for the first time. <laughs> okay, so, so yeah, initiative auto roll initiative for the. Cola, yep. the farm. So I. Yep, you just hit that I, and it'll fill it in. Okay. And then so. You 
Okay. Which I don't want the other one, so I just take out the ones I don't want to go. Okay. Okay. Alright, and that's... Okay, and... Okay, here we go. Turn one. And actually, uh, Greg, mine was actually a six because I didn't give you my modifier. Okay. Uh, you, you I did put six. Okay. Good, good. Thank you. Okay, so Charlie is up first. And there are four cultists. So looking at my uh, new character class here. On now, on this one, do I click next after it says round one, turn one? You just hit next after each person. Okay, gotcha. So I have a lot of... Uh, I'm trying not to kill them, and I have a lot of firepower. Literally <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, firepower. Uh, so hold on, I do have uh, invisible force. Uh, let's see. Hmm. Everything I have is some sort of an attack. Oh, jeez, why did it do that? Okay, so instead of using fire, um, Charlie has a, uh, a, a pouch of ball bearings on, on her on her waist, and uh, a ball bearing is going to come floating up out of the bag and go zooming out to try to bludgeon one of those cultists. Okay. So... Plus five to hit, one d eight damage. Plus five to hit, one d eight damage. Making a uh, attack, a ranged attack. Ooh, nineteen on the die on my core d twenty. Okay, so that is a hit. Biased. <laughs> we're, we're gonna salt that dice here. <laughs> so that is uh, that is four bludgeoning damage from this ball bearing. And okay. I just use telekinesis to throw it on four bludgeons. Okay. And then uh, that is uh, Charlie's turn. Okay, so um, that pers- that cult uh, farmer that you hit is um, cult uh, farmist A. And okay. so, so next farmer A, farmer a. and let's see. So next would be Kalexa. No, I'm sorry. Uh, what is this doing? I'm trying to figure this out. Okay, so it goes in number order, correct? Correct. So, so you're first. So probably, probably after Chris. Uh, it should probably, unless they rolled really badly, it'll probably go to the uh, farmers next. Okay, so they're okay. Got it. So they are next. Okay. So A is going to. Let's see. I'm gonna roll here. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, they rolled an 18. The first one does. You got each one. Um, so this is Cultus A, who's attacking. Attacking who? Who is it? Um, he's gonna attack Charlie because she uh, damaged him. Has Charlie hit me? <laughs> <laughs> and ooh, that's good. So that is for 13 damage. Ouch. 13 damage. Uh, I am blooded. Oh, nice. That's, <laughs> that's a heavy hit. 
Okay. I blow half my action. Oh no. Might I get my kill? Kill, 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 kill. Okay. So that was one, and um, all of them are in the same initiative, so B is going to also go. And, you know, he sees Charlie rolling, so he's going to also attack Charlie. That's pretty standard tactics. Um, AC 10. Miss. Ah, darn it all. Okay. Cultus C. I mean, Farmer C. <laughs> is, <laughs> is going to attack also. AC 12. Same target? Yep. Miss. Ah, and last one. Also AC 12. Yes. Ah. All right, Kalatsia, you're oh, up. All right, Kalixa. Kalixa, sorry. Uh, okay. It's hard to get next to and get these names all right. Okay, so we'll go to her. Tough decisions. You're bloody, huh? Okay. Let's do some healing. So she is going to touch, uh, get up behind uh, Charlie and touch her and cast uh, Cure Wounds. So, it's a D8, I think. D8 plus 3. Hang on. Dice. Alright, 8. Alright, so Charlie. Charlie's okay. gonna heal 11. So. Okay. Awesome. Kay. Thank you very much. So, oh my gosh, shoes next. <laughs> uh, the uh, character name hasn't updated. That's Fiora. Oh, Fiora, sorry. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, if you go out and come back in, I, my character is actually up, very updated. <laughs> yeah, it's because he assigned the... Uh, yeah, that was just a placeholder. Was uh, Okay, <laughs> I remember that. An empty character sheet named Oh My God Shoes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Love it. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> no wonder you've been calling me jazzy this whole time. Um... <clears throat> All right. Um, which one is closest to me? Uh, let's see. So I would probably say that if you're in the general vicinity of where Charlie is, then that would be called uh, Farmer A. All right. Well, I'm going to run up to Farmer A and with the flat end of my longsword attempt to whop over the head. Okay. Give me an attack roller. AC 21. Okay, that will hit. For eight. Okay, that one is down and out. Okay. Okay. Actually, that was 11, but yeah. Okay, that one's out of the battle. Um, Are we attacking with her? A longsword. Yeah, she hit him with the flat. With the flat. Cool. 
Okay. And I rolled with my dice of true colors. Uh, is there anything else <laughs> for your turn? Um. No. Okay. I believe that will be it. Go to just Jim. Jim. <laughs> Jim. Uh. Jim. Trying not to kill them, ragey barbarian. Kill it. Oh, that's okay. Because Jim is pissed off that they're attacking people. Attacking innocent people, so he's gonna rage. I would like to rage. Rage! <laughs> rage. But he's still going in with his fists. Uh, okay. He's gonna attack whatever the closest cultist or farmer. Fist of Fury. With with his fist of fury, <laughs> which unfortunately does not activate his great weapon skill. Ah. It does. Uh, oh no! It has to be with a melee weapon, and a fist is not a melee weapon. But that's okay. Uh, but oh, that's right. And by raging, uh, let's see. As soon as he rages, um, let's see. I roll a. When you enter your rage, uh, roll on the table below, which is a D eight. Oh, some some shenanigans is the wild wild surge part of it. I'm assuming. Okay. Um, as uh, as my rage overtakes me, um, a uh, an intangible spirit, which in this particular case will look like a pixie, um, oh appears within uh, five feet of. Uh, let's go with uh, cultist B or farmer B. Okay. Farmer Brown. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, five feet of one of your choice that you can see within thirty feet of you. At the okay. end of the current turn. The spirit explodes, and each creature within five feet of it must succeed on a dexterity saving throw or take 1d6 force damage. Okay. Until my rage ends, I can use this effect again, summoning another spirit on each of my turns. Oh. Okay, so I have to roll three um, three saves. Um, hang on. If, if they're all standing within five feet of each other and not till the end of the turn. Okay. So, so I would yeah. probably say, since they're uh, farmers, that they're probably in, in, very close to each other, uh, within so, five feet. Kind of, kind of makes sense. So I'll be, I mean, standing on the outside of the group, out, uh, outside of that five feet. So how many farmers are you going to kill? <laughs> <laughs> and just gonna. Because this is magic, right? Uh, yeah, but it's only a D6. It's only a D. It's only a D6. Uh... Only a D6, he They're says. They're pretty crunchy. She, she took one down with like a hit of eight. <laughs> well, it had already been damaged. That one had already been damaged. Yeah. Fair to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. Oh, this guy's going to take a fist to the face. Oh. Cast fist. Um, I hit uh, uh, AC 10. Uh, that is going to miss. Oh, well. <laughs> I said, wait, hey, hang on. Sorry. Uh, I, it's, a, it's a plus five to that. So 12. Okay. Wait, wait, that, that's a plus 22. No. <laughs> uh, that meets. Meets it, beats it. That's it. Easy tracker. John forgot how to play d and I forgot how to play d It's been five months. I know. <laughs> uh, but unarmed strike is a straight up uh, four plus two, straight up six damage. Okay, so. Right, six damage. I cheated. I've been playing with other people. <laughs> okay, so. So this cultist is bloody. And the pixie explodes. Okay. 
So what oh, happens? We're exploding pixies now. <laughs> For horror. Four. For additional four to all of them? Uh, yep. Okay, so another one they, is going... They, do they all make saves, John? Uh, oh, wait. Yeah, I think they do make saves. Do they all Sorry. make saving throws? Roll that back. Okay. Uh, let me see that. Oh, your character, John. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, John. I really forgot how to play DD. Uh, yeah, I'm trying uh, to keep up with everything, too. Uh, dexterity saving throw. Uh, what is the DC on that? So you have to uh, make a save for each of those. Each of those three will make, eight, make a save. Nine, okay. So DC 13. Okay. You have to make a dexterity saving throw DC 13. Okay, first one fails. Second one fails. Third one fails. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they all take four damage. Okay, so... Uh, all right, two's knocked out. And... Okay, and there are two that remain. Okay, and it's that everyone in the first round. Okay, and we go back up to uh, Charlie. Okay, so the um, the initial attack that she made with the telekinetic ball bearing, um, she was making that from 30 feet away. Mm-hmm. Um, so can I say that she is not up there in the melee? Uh, that's fair to say. They, they all came after her, though. Yeah. They all came in on you and attacked you. Right. I, I was a little. I was a little confused by that. But so I mean, sorry. You're saying they're up on me right now? Yeah. They they're in your area since the um, other people that were gathered kind of ran off. Okay. Okay. That's that, that's fine. So um, so Charlie, after taking that that pretty uh, that pretty massive hit that hurt her, um, she. Uh, she seems to kind of lose her composure. Oh boy! And um, her 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 skin starts to sweat, and there's like these waves of heat coming off of her that cause her hair, her long blonde hair, to kind of start to like fly up in the air Uh-oh. around her from all the heat. Uh, someone's getting hot. <laughs> and um, and her, her, body, her her body is surrounded by flames. Up the Uh-oh. sides of my face. <laughs> oh boy. How many farmers are you gonna kill? <laughs> she, uh, she, you can see that she's she's like upset and she's losing control and she's trying to hold it together, but mm-hmm. she she got hurt so bad and she doesn't actually make any kind of an attack though. Um, I'm gonna say that her trying to show restraint, she puts up this basically this protective fire around her. Mm-hmm. So like if they want to attack her, they will take damage from fire, but but she's basically going to um, try to. Um, she, she's not going to step away because she's smart enough to know that they may attack. She's she's, she's just going to stand there. She's going to stand there. Okay, behind okay. this wall. Well, I mean, it's it, it's not a wall. It's just surrounding her entire body. Okay. So it, it should be obvious to the farmers that if they if they attack her, they're going to take fire damage. Now I don't know. It doesn't sound like they're in their right minds. They're right no. Anyway. Do do they feel heat? They absolutely feel heat. Yes. Okay. They then I would heat. say that they're probably really reluctant. Okay. To try to touch something that they sure. feel is hot. That is, feeling that, hot. that is what Charlie is hoping in the midst of her trying not to burn these guys into ash. She, she just puts the fire around her and she stands there hoping they won't attack her. So, so, so I mean, that there, is, there is this 
giant hulk of a uh, guy standing there. Yeah, they turned towards him because they they were um, put down by multiple attacks. There, They're not so. total ash holes. No, yeah, 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 I guess. at least <laughs> at least at least not yet. Okay, so um, I've been asking for it. Ah, uh, boom. So Charlie uses Cress of Fire and then passes turn. Okay, so. Col- uh, Farmer C uh, sees Jim, who um, took down um, one of their fellow uh, farmers, and they decide to attack. Okay. And a critical. Oh. <gasps> uh, for a total of 14. Well, really, seven. Really, seven. Uh, <laughs> Jeez. So seven <laughs> I damage. That's probably going to be like a permanent thing now. <laughs> but really, five. <laughs> okay. From Sarah from Tomb of Annihilation. So that was uh, Farmer C. Now, Farmer D is also going to follow suit. And they, however, rolled a three. So I'm Bob guessing. That's not going to work. Duck, Bob and Weaver. Bob and Weaver. <laughs> Bob okay. and Weaver. So we go to, I'm going to say Even Star. Say what now? Collect, Collexa. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, fun. All right. Let's see. We're going to just play with something different. Um, yeah, there's. Still How many up. hit points are creatures this spell can affect? Creatures 20 feet of creatures choose within range are affected in ascending order of their current total hits. Um, lowest. Oh, interesting. There's no saves. That's uh, yeah, so right. spells that affect hit dice of creatures generally don't have saved. Okay. All right. So from lowest this, hit die to highest. This could be really appropriate. Uh, and she's point. just gonna. She's gonna point up a hand and say, "I think everybody just needs to calm down." And she's going to cast sleep. So she's gonna uh, roll five d8 worth of hit points. She's gonna center the spell so that it's within. Uh, so that the the two remaining farmers are within 28 feet of the point that I choose and none of my allies, hopefully. Okay. So, I'm going to roll my 5d8. Let's see here. Find my dice. If I can find the dice. That's nice. Where are they? I know I have more d8s. Oh, come on. That's not a d8. That's a D8. I'll do. Oh, that's a D4. That's a D8. D8. Then that's a D8. Okay, one, two, three, four, five, D8. Perfect. All right, let's roll that. Spell I've never used before. Oh, good. Learning curve. Okay, so, um, so Greg, I am able to affect uh, eighteen twenty. 23 hit points worth of creatures. Okay, they're all so the way- very tired. Okay, okay. yeah, because it if basically that's... starts Yay, with the lowest me. hit point creature and then the next highest hit point creature, so I was hoping it would be enough to make them both decide. Yes. Time for nappy, no, nappy time. Both, that puts them both to oh. 
Okay. And they, and okay. they fall down. Wonderful. Yeah, they're all Fun. they're all down. Yay! Something good. Okay, so <laughs> that ends the f- thing. How do I end it? Um, you you can just close the screen. It, 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 there's no button to end it. It's... Okay. All right. So, all right. So, um, after this whole um scene of events unfolded, um, the farmers are down on the ground. And most of the uh, attendees to the festival are returning to care for the ones that have gotten injured um, during this whole uh, scene that's in front of you. Um, then, at, as you listen to them talking um, amongst the confusion, they're, they're talking about curses. Um, and it kind of spreads throughout the whole um, crowd that's uh, attending the festival. They're talking and, about curses? Yes. Uh-huh. Does anyone um, t- want or t- is going to um, investigate the farmers or examine them? Oh, got it. Um, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Alexa, as a healer, she would be worried about what corrupted them. Okay. Yeah. So, um, with that, I need a DC 13 um, check. It could be either religion or arcana. Okay, she's going to guide herself and make an arcana check then. Which I think that's better than religion. Yeah, way better than religion. So, DC 13, arcana. I'm going to do spooky dice. Why not? And D4. A bonus D4 if I can find one of my caltrops. Where are my caltrops? Mm, there's a couch wrap. Okay. Okay. So that'll be 18 and 19. Okay. 19. You have a distinct feeling um, that the farmers are being magically controlled by something. Okay. Mm-hmm. Alright, so say so I think that uh, there's some kind of magic that is uh, affecting them. They're being controlled somehow. Um, I think it's about time to try to find whoever it is we were sent here to talk to. Is anyone attempting to deal with the farmers at all? I think that we should at least restrain them so they can't make up... Um, You don't have to do that. The the locals are doing that themselves. I will be removing their instruments from their hands. Yeah, does anybody have anything that sounded that dirty to dispel any magic or, or perhaps try to remove whatever is influencing them? I don't think I have anything prepared today that could do that. Um, I'm going to tell you that with your role, you have the feeling that whatever is um, the issue is not going to be something that will be able to be dispelled. Okay. All right. Well, I, I mean, they're they're being restrained. I don't think they can hurt anyone. Uh, may, maybe, maybe we should try and find. Uh, I agree with Fiora. Maybe we should find the person we were sent here to find. Okay. And are you still investigating the um, farmers? I think you're talking about Jim. <laughs> Our Jim. 
Um, um, I mean, you mean like check out the farmer, like see if yeah. they have any kind of... Yes. Do they, they have I mean, any... Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll investigate the farmers, I guess. I, I actually yeah. would like to use my divine sense to see, detect if there was, is good or evil at work within these farmers. Okay. Give me a roll, and you can do it as you choose, either religion or arcana. Would it be a wisdom? Um, it's an ability. Oh, okay. So you don't have to roll for it. So it's... um. The presence of strong evil uh, evil registers on your senses like a noxious odor, and powerful good rings heavenly music in your ears. As an action, you can open your awareness to detect such forces. Until the end of your next turn, you know the location of any celestial fiend or undead within 60 feet of you that is not behind total cover. Okay. You know so- the type of any being whose presence you sense but not its identity. Okay. So you are pretty sure, based upon your smell, that you're smelling, it's quite foul. It's, it's, it's like almost overwhelmingly uh, so, uh, to the extent that, that it might make you a little bit, you know, nauseated. All right. So I, I lean over these farmers and I take a good whiff and I'm like, oh, Something uh, definitely evil is. Well, they are farmers, you know. They deal with a lot of farm. Didn't you say that you were a farmer? And I'm not talking about like <laughs> scat matter. You're quite weird, aren't you? Um, well, I mean something not of heavenly descent. Something noxious. Yeah, last time I had to deal with that, it was not a heavenly <laughs> So, as far as um, trying to see where the source of the um, smell is, you can't really get a, a a clear sense of where it might be coming from. Hmm. Okay, so they're being restrained. We don't know where the smell is coming from. I, I'm not sure what else we can do right now with, with regard to them. Um, did, did you um, look at the um, look through their pockets. Did you look through their yeah, belongings? We're, we're, yeah, I was, I was investigating. Yeah. Okay, so as you do oh, this, let him give us a let us have him. Let him have us roll. That's my fault. I'm sorry. Okay, so um, you are um, looking at him, and uh, you notice that um, Aunt Deli, as she is known, uh, sees a farmer that has something crumpled in their hand. It's like a piece of parchment. Uh, she opens it uh, in front of where you are, and she basically um, kind of gasps and curses um, with a surprised, like almost um, scared look on her face. Party-wise, uh, do you choose uh, to take um, the parchment from Aunt Deli? Well, uh, I'd probably ask her about Yeah, that. what's wrong? Why are you... Uh, here. So she hands it to... Um, I'll give it to uh, Fiora. So Aunt Deli hands it to Fiora. Oh, sure. Don't give it to the big brute. <laughs> Alright, I'm going to open it up and take a look. Okay, and I'm going to send you... 
a something about it. And you can choose to let people know if you like. <laughs> it's all mine. Mine. <laughs> My precious. <laughs> dropping one to I'm send it to a chat for uh to uh Fiora. Okay. There you go. That is what you see. And oh my. Oh my. Oh my. <laughs> well. I'm no expert in pictograms. As I said. Runes are my specialty. But, uh. This doesn't look good. And I start to pass the parchment around. It uh, has a sketch of a child struggling to swim with dark water around it, and there are hands coming out from beneath the surface that are grasping at the uh, struggling child. This was in the hand of the mm. farmers. Yes. Yes. Okay. Do I feel anything looking I was, at this parchment? I, I would say you feel a mixture of sadness and grief but also fear. And it, does it feel like just my normal feelings or like it's something trying to like overtake me? Uh, just your normal feelings. Okay. But it's significantly heavy in terms of the weight. Um, it's not trying to take you over, but the significant of significance of what you're feeling from it is, is very distinct and it makes you feel very emotional. At seeing this type of thing and the fact that farmers were at this festival that was supposed to be of an awakening, <laughs> I, I start to turn to the townspeople and question, you know, is, is this normal? Are you celebrating some sort of harvesting of souls? I need some sort of explanation here as I, I someone of a faith. What is going on? I, I think that might be a bit much for uh, simple folk harvesting their souls. Well, simple folks just came here and are showing me images that are very disturbing. Yes, well. You must understand. I know you're a simple man yourself. <laughs> However, these are very disturbing circumstances, you must understand. Well, then hmm. we should probably go and find the person that we're sent here to talk to. They may have the answers that you're looking for. Yes. Okay. So she is standing um, a little ways off. So I will read you um, the following. Aunt Delanor Godson um, is a savvy operator with an honest <laughs> reputation, a soft heart, and a talent for hearing a bit about everyone's business. A trader and skimmer boat pilot, Aunt Deli has never been afraid to go her own way and knows much about Godbreath's lands and threats. Although she's a small woman, Aunt Deli's charm and knack for survival have gotten her through numerous near disasters. Everyone calls her aunt, a trend started by her beloved goddaughter, Kiana. Uh, 
So, um, is anyone talking to her? Does she, like, stand out from the crowd, or... Aunt, you said that people call you Aunt Deli? Yes, that's something that's been uh, a long time in the making. I don't know. I don't know. I I guess I know a bit about everyone. So, is Deli short for for Delanor? Are you Delanor? Yes, uh, that's me. Hey, uh, for some reason, I'm having a complete brain fart. Uh, name of the person who sent us here, please. Rael. 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 Why the heck did that not stick in my head? Sorry. <laughs> Rael. <laughs> it's been a long time. It has been a long time. <laughs> oh, you know uh, Rael. Have you heard? Have you heard of this? Have you heard of Rael? Oh yes, uh, I, I met him a long time ago. He's a lovely, a lovely man. Like he was just visiting in. You know, he's he he told me some adventures he had had with a sister or a cousin, someone that, that you know I vaguely remember. But um, yes, the the um, that sketch that she has, it's 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 really um, it's it's really shocking to me, and and it's it, I just don't know. I really don't know. Well, they seem to have been volunteered uh, yeah. for. Uh, to assist with something that we haven't been told. I think the word... You would know what it is that he sent us Well, Jacina's drawing is just really, um, it's really kind of emotional. Naturally disturbing is what it is. Seems like divinity might have brought us here. The worry would be if if this is some kind of ritual that these farmers were sent to I see you rolling your eyes, John. As far That's my concern. They're tied up, but uh, was there a child who was the target of this? Is there a child missing in this town? So I, I will explain what the, the drawing means. The sketch was drawn by my goddaughter, Kiana, and the, I just I recognized the style just so, so immediately that, um, you know, she, she consistently always draws the same picture over and over again. As a child, Kiana saw her, um, her one of her best friends drown in the lake uh, while they were playing. And since his death, she all she does is um, use art to kind of vent her sadness and the guilt that she feels um, about that that faithful day. Even now, she still does drawing with that. Um, How did that end up in the hands of a farmer? I I don't know. She's currently working a farm in Rattle, um, which is a half day's um, travel from here. Uh, she was due to return to, for the festival, but I haven't seen her yet. She just isn't. She isn't here. She's supposed to be here, so does, you can see why I'm so concerned. Does your goddaughter have magical gifts? Is there a chance that something could have gone wrong with her her grief that would? Influence others? No, I, I don't. I don't think it's anything like that. Um, Yora glances over at Charlie. So your your goddaughter made this drawing from something that happened to her when she was very young. Yes, that was a, a tragic time, and I still feel that she d- just doesn't accept it. And, and where is she right now? Well, she's supposed to be um, at a farm in in Rattle, uh, um, which is where most farmers are. But I, I, she was supposed to be here today, and she obviously isn't. So 
I'm very concerned about her. I understand. Oh. And, and Rael said that you, I think, would have some sort of a mission for us. Is this... Yes. I, I would like you to go find her. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't want to wait. And, you know, if you are, are, are willing to do so, I can give you a hundred gold pieces to, to, to go and find where she is. Well, yes, well, yes, yes, of course. We'll try to make sure she's safe. If farmers are being corrupted and have her drawing, then I think we, we need to figure out if she's okay. Uh, so that, okay. And I give, uh, here are the directions to rattle. I don't know where the farm is exactly, but um, once you get there, you'll, you'll have to look for it, unfortunately. That's all I can do. How far is it from here? Um, about maybe a day's drive or so. Drive? A uh, day's, day's drive. ride or so. <laughs> ride, as in horse-drawn. Ride. Yes. <laughs> um, are you still talking with Aunt Deli? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. Um, she turns to kind of begin to walk away. However, um, after um, seeing that the conversation is um, coming to an end, another local um, approaches uh, right behind her. And she is a broad-shouldered woman wearing a multicolored dress that complements her dark skin. Boldly, she approaches, saying, Huh, I overheard y'all conversation with Aunt Deli, you see, nothing important gets past Lady Dre. I hear you bound for rattle. Excellent. I'll accompany you. We should depart at once. And you are? Lady Dre, I I I feel that uh I could be of real good help to y'all. Uh I hear you're bound for rattle, so I'll be happy to accompany you. But we must leave at once. I believe that was the plan. Man. Yeah, maybe well, well, what, I get my doll. What's the rush, though? <laughs> I'm out of curiosity. I mean, we don't know this area. Is there some reason we need to journey? To, do we need to beat Nightfall or something? Is there a problem? The problem is we don't know what's going on because Kiana is missing. So the right, longer well, we dally, the more trouble she could be in. Then, well, I completely agree with you. Pay for the carriage, and we'll be on our way. Well, let's let, let's go find this this young girl. All right. I place a hand on Lady Dre's shoulder, and may I ask, where did you find these lovely robes? Oh, these? Oh, please! These are just normal everyday wear. I don't know <laughs> what you're talking about. Well, you must show me your merchants. Well, you know what? If we get through this, I will be happy to do so. <laughs> much obliged, much obliged. So, Lady Dre, she's chaotic good and she's a human scout. Ooh. Is a trader who makes an impression on everyone she meets. Tall and broad-shouldered with strong shoulder-length locks, so she has long hair. She's known for bright-colored clothing meant to catch the eye of potential business partners. She's a shrewd negotiator, thanks in no small part to her love or her storytelling skill. 
personal but focused, Lady Dre is willing to forgo short-term gains in favor of long-term growth. Cool, cool. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Is, is anything I go to get else? my doll, and she can go and find a car- find us a, uh, a a ride. So yes, I will be uh, getting us together a, a caravan so we can travel to Rattle. Know that it's going to be a difficult journey, maybe for a little bit. But if y'all are ready and you're willing, um, we can uh, get going right now because we got to. Um, meet the deadline of getting there before dark. Yes, that sounds good. It'd be an honor to help to have the help. Thank you. No problem, y'all. Come on, let's get going. And she ushers uh, everyone toward a modest um, horse-drawn carriage that has um, seating for four, uh, luckily. So you all have um, a seat as she takes um, her seat in the um, the front of the carriage and begins um, to um, plat the uh, reins, and the carriage starts to move. So, therefore, um, that is the end of this part of our adventure. Which, hey, awesome. yeah, sit there. Hey, you like my little doll? So, looks <laughs> like. This is called We thank you so much for listening and everyone say good night to our listeners. Good night. We love you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review anywhere this podcast can be found. Our social media links plus additional content can be found on our website at knightsofroleplay.com Please tell your friends about Knights of Roleplay and Adventuring Podcast and spread the word through social media. Your help and support are greatly appreciated. Mm-hmm.